This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Miracle Moment. This is the new mommy season that will absolutely rock your world, up-level your mama game, and skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Ray Ireland, and brand new mama. Like every new mama out there, I enjoyed those quiet, precious moments of those first few months. But after that, there was this stirring in my heart to lean back into business and activate my entrepreneurial brain. I went into a business partnership with a financially failing podcast production company and turned it into a multi-six-figure production house with over 65 million downloads in just a few months. It's been a roller coaster, and I've learned some unforgettable lessons. As a mompreneur, I know how challenging it can be to balance work, family, and self-care and still see the everyday miracles. So each week, I'll share stories of women who have defied the odds to pursue their dreams of motherhood while also building successful businesses. This show will open your eyes so you can see the miracles around you. With more awareness, more miracles will show up. Light a fire in your soul, mamas. You deserve it. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Miracle Moment. And we have our first guest here on the mommy season. So I'm so excited to have Antia Boyd here, who is a friend. She lives here in San Diego. We've connected and weaved through many different coaching programs and communities and people. And it was so fun because just a few weeks ago, we met. (laughs) And I don't know if we've even met in person. We've known of each other in the interwebs for so long. And we got to just celebrate Memorial Weekend on the rooftop with our babies and share about business and babies and relationship and spirituality and all of the things. And it was like the next day I was like on my to-do list, find new guests for Miracle Moment. I'm like, I can't wait to have her on the show. So <laughs> let me tell you a little bit more for all of our listeners who Antia is. She was born in Eastern Germany before the wall came down and was single her entire life before she finally broke through and hired her own dating coach where she learned the magnetize the man method and met her loving, deeply committed and supported husband of nine years, Brody, who is awesome. Such a gem, <laughs> such a gem of a man. So Antia studied personality psychology at UC Berkeley. She's a certified NLP practitioner and dream coach and has been a keynote speaker featured at Google, Harvard University, and The Great Love Debate. So what an incredible guest to bring on the show. And of course, new mama. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, one of the most important pieces. And she's been a dating coach for... 10 years. She's also been featured and spoken on hundreds of stages, events, and radio shows such as America Trends TV, Good Morning San Diego, LA TV, and ABC Radio. So this woman is clearly a very dynamic powerhouse entrepreneur, also new mama. And that's what we're discovering in the Miracle Moment mommy season. It is all about what is this balance? What is this new juggle when you're already an entrepreneur? You already 
have this beautiful relationship and then you throw in a baby into the mix. And what does that look like? How do we maybe not necessarily even find balance? Because I think sometimes it's all out of balance. But how do we just at least find harmony in all the different pieces? And so since Antia is an incredible relationship coach, I thought it would be so fascinating to talk about the changes and the flows and the fluxes of relationship dynamic with your man as a working, creative new mom. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Antia, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. And I've never talked about this kind of topic before. So I'm just really excited to shine a flashlight from that perspective. Yeah, totally. On my life. Yeah. And it's an interesting piece. And I think a lot of times as working entrepreneurial women, when you become a mom, some of the stuff just like stays in the home. And then we have the other stuff that is forward facing in our business and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and reveal that, open that door into what's going on in your home. I think it's fascinating as a leader, as a relationship leader specifically, what has shifted and changed in you and Brody's dynamic as you both became parents? Yeah, 100%. And now it's interesting because I'm always joking, but the first group call when I, when my baby was born, my husband took over, which was like two days after, no, it was four days after my baby was born. And then the week after I already did it. So I just actually, I really picked ways that would like still be life giving. So I think like number one was when I became a mom, I'd really focus on things that were invigorating and they were life infusing activities as opposed to draining ones or logistical ones. Or so I got quickly much better with delegating and things like that. And so it's great. You also have a good excuse. So that's, it gets done faster. Right? They're like, oh yeah, no, I just, like, just nothing. Like, oh, there's been like so many different pieces, right? I think for a while, my husband and I, we needed to definitely find a balance in that because he felt like he was like a part-time nanny because I had the calls and and we had to like still decide when we wanted to bring on a nanny because I don't know about you, but with us, we want to be almost like in this like sacred cocoon with our baby. And so maybe have our closest friends, like in that energy, but the not necessarily way. just somebody from care.com or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely finding a balance between being protective of the baby's energy, right? And then at the same time, also being able to do the, the life infusing activities of my business, right? That I, that created momentum and I created more joy for me, which then in turn, I get to give, be more joyful mom, right? To my baby and vice versa. Yeah. And then was Brody like always on the same page with you with how that dynamic and flow was going to be in terms of working and being a mom, bringing in a nanny at a certain point? Was he just, okay, I'm on your page, whatever you want to do? Or what was that discussion or conversation like? So when I met my husband 10 years ago, right, he told me he wanted five kids and (laughs) I wanted zero to one. And so I'm like, okay, so I guess we meet three. (laughs) So see where it goes. So I said, my concern is more systems, right? Because I'm not going to be a nanny, right? And no one here on this planet, right? So he's, oh, I'm going to set up all the systems. I said, as long as you make it enjoyable for me, meaning pregnancy and postpartum, then I'm willing to have a conversation about another one, 
and another one, but the systems have to be in place. And I think that took a little bit like calibration time, going through like the chaos stage before the recalibration, because I realized, yeah, there's like things that, so when you say systems, like what do you exactly mean by that? And like how many hours do you actually specifically see yourself spending with the baby? And of course, some of those questions he couldn't answer because he never had a baby. So he may have thought, oh yeah, I'm, I want to work, but I'm also here. And he wasn't anticipating that when his workflow gets interrupted and she wants to crawl on his desk and it's not like the sort of idea that she had, oh, my baby's just going to be on my chest. We're going to work together. And it's going to be amazing. We can do this for hours. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, like definitely had this concern that there was a little bit of an idealistic, illusionary <laughs> perspective to postpartum. Yeah. And some of that in the very beginning was definitely coming to the surface. And I feel like we experienced that same thing. And as it came to the surface, it was a little jolting because it's, yeah. we like we thought we had this kind of figured out. We had our own plan. But you when you bring in that third person, if it's your first or just a new baby, it really sh completely shifts the entire dynamic. And so you really have to take your entire plan and sometimes throw it off the table. Did you guys use any tools in your relationship? Because being relationship coaches yourselves, like what tools did you bring forward to be like, okay, let's not get mad at each other or blame each other? Or how'd you work through those times? Because that's, it's stressful. It's chaotic when you have a game plan and you realize, oh, this isn't going to work. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm definitely more the reactionary one in the relationship, I'm definitely oh, more fiery. And so I will need to use my own tools, like have like my tool of doing an expression session, which means like actually moving anger energy, whether it's punching a pillow or whatever energy I had, because I was two weeks postpartum and I was yeah. 39 hours in labor. So I was certainly not like in this incredible physical state to stand and punch a pillow for five minutes. But whatever I could do, when I had like a breakdown after two weeks, because I'm like, that's not what I visualized is this nursing pillow around me. And I feel like totally stuck and I can't go anywhere. And then the baby falls asleep on the nursing pillow. And then it's like my worst fear is being trapped, which is funny because it's my husband's worst fear too. And so funny how you attract each other, right? Yep. <laughs> and for me, it's a different kind of trap than him. But yeah, when that came, I had to just really like move that anger, just almost create that space for myself again, because I felt like I was like being almost like diminished, right? Because I just had the baby in this whole new world and I was just had to suppress and just go into the background. And yeah, but it doesn't work because I have a lot of intensity inside of myself. So it was just a matter of time and <laughs> yeah. it started to explode. But yeah, that's one thing. We're like not really attacking each other, right? But we're actually moving the energy like the way that we need to. And my husband is yeah. so supportive, right? He's even saying, hey, do you need an expression session? Do you need like your space, right? And here too, it's like you would do that individually to mm -hmm. then be able to come back together. So you weren't really like doing that together necessarily, but you're really in the self-care practice of, okay, I'm taking care of me. I need an expression session. If you need one, just let me know and hold that space for each other to go into each other, your own process. Yep, 100%. 
for my husband, it's going to be more like he needs to have like own space. He called yeah. it sitting in a tree. So like yeah. I said, he has a little bit of a different nervous system and energy than I do. So he has like this massage chair in his office. And because we wanted to talk about systems, right? So one thing we did, and I know it sounds funny, right? But like he actually had a little doorbell like on his office. So we have a three bedroom house. We're not like, yeah. it's not an office outside of the house. But yeah, so I had to ring the doorbell so I couldn't just come in. And then he could be like deciding if he wants to come out of his tree, so to say. <laughs> or if he's, okay, I've heard the doorbell ring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it, but I need five minutes to transition yeah. back in because now there's a whole different other nervous system outside of us that we like constantly need to anticipate her needs, which we're yeah. super happy to. She's like our dream baby. Right. We always wanted to have babies. But yeah, to just be sure, like, how can I stay definitely sane, right? But also aligned and grounded with <laughs> my own energy before I go and into the world of baby again. I love that. So I, I love the door, the doorknob. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you could have a doorbell or like a chime or something when you enter the other person's mm -hmm. space, especially if you're in like a co-working situation, which so many people nowadays are post-COVID. So I think that is really powerful, having those sacred boundaries set up. And then mm -hmm. I'm also hearing that the intensity of a baby's needs, the baby's needs are so immediate. And so sometimes it's like you want to jump immediately into something new. Or I found sometimes I'm like, oh, the baby needs something and I can't do it. So I need to go immediately get Sammy. And that caused a bit of friction because it was like, Sammy kept saying, it's, I'm really getting distracted because you keep interrupting me here and there. And I'm like, but wait, I need to right now. This baby needs you right now. So do you have any tips or tricks in how to like deal with that sort of energy of immediacy that it becomes a little frantic, especially if a baby's crying or, and they're really needing right. something. Was there anything that you found to, to work really well for you guys? Brody is the man of systems, so he would buy all kinds of like slings. So he had been backup of a backup, so different kind of ways to wrap her, especially when she was little, right? To be like, uh -huh. okay, she's crying, so let's try this. And okay, let's put her in this. And so he found like a rhythm that she just like really loved. At some point, he even just put her on his shoulders. And so, yeah, that's what I love about Brody. There was actually not a lot of crying because Brody's like a problem solver, right? And he's okay. Let's get this toy. I looked this up and this is like the thing and having the bottles ready. So he was like telling me because my brain was like mush. I'm not thinking yeah. systems. I'm breastfeeding, oxytocin is flooding yeah. my system. Like, I oh my gosh, know. I'm a mom. <laughs> like boundaries? What's that? It's just yeah. totally just all disappearing <laughs> in the ethers and somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, so Brody was like very clear. With, okay, I need you to have this bottle pumped or we need to have this system. We need to have those pumps because the other one starts to slow. We need to have a backup for that. We need to have a hand pump. So I'm like very lucky in that way that I have a husband, yeah. but I created that. I wanted to have a builder that I can build life with and who can actually show up in emergencies, whether it's of course a nanny getting sick, because of course that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Or like even flaking. So yeah, those are like the things that I would say, like just lots of different tools that he had and he even started to sing to her, which is like the sweetest ever when she wouldn't sleep. And yeah, it's interesting, right? You almost like tap into your own nervous system as a toolbox too. I don't think I've ever heard you sing. You sing in the shower. I know you like to sing, but I 
wow, you're singing to your baby. And and I think we also were set up a little bit because I don't know about you, but I don't think I was supposed to get out of bed for two weeks or so. And I couldn't even go downstairs. So yeah. we have a two-level house. Yeah. So he had to be the one who had to create all the systems to make life easier for him because I couldn't go downstairs. I couldn't get to the refrigerator. He had to make me dinner because we don't have a stove upstairs or anything like that. So I think from the get-go, because of that, which was, I guess, convenient for me, if you will. Yeah. The dynamic was set so early on for him to think about that. But that's what I remember. I have to highlight this other whole piece of the dynamic, which is you trusting him and trusting his systems. Because I think so often the woman, the the mom, no, I want to do it this way. This is the way. And I know the way that my baby wants to be held and taken care of. And and I hear this a lot from women that they have a hard time actually giving up that control to their partner, mm-hmm. to their man and trusting them. So I think that's such a testament to your work, of course, as a relationship coach. You're, you have this beautiful just connection and trust with him to be able to set all that up. And I think that's a really powerful place that women can be in terms of just like leaning back and letting the man take over. Not all men are going to be super organized or together. I'll tell you, Sammy is not an organized man. But you're right. Like when that time came when I was like, I can't go downstairs. I'm stuck in bed. He figured out. He came with his own systems. They maybe weren't (laughs) as like A to Z, like how I would do them. They're more like A to F to G to whatever. But it worked and it got done. And, you know, it's like that piece around just trusting the masculine I think it was such a big lesson that I learned. And I think it's such a big lesson that any new mom is probably facing. Like, how can you let go of the reins a little bit and know that daddy's got it? He's stepping into his his own role and power just as much as mom is. And I think part of why work and Bully Navi talked about that, right, is because, of course, I got so many projections. I had like probably the world's best pregnancy. I just had no symptoms other than my belly growing. So tell just us like, more so we can activate that for future pregnancy. Right? So I did something called Supernatural Childbirth. It's like a book amazing, based on Christian values. And But also I did cleanses. So I started, I got pregnant in 2021 and I started my whole journey in 2018 with cleansing the body, green shakes and all the things, right? But that was actually not the piece. The piece that I wanted to say is that oftentimes, like in pregnancy, really that really things get highlighted, right? So if your man was like not trusting his masculine before the pregnancy and wasn't showing up, right? Then a woman is more likely to be resentful and saying, now you need to get me the ice cream from the store and you need to do all these things and you need to do all these things. And it's funny because I didn't know if it's going to come through me or not because I have a mom who was like blaming imprint inside of her. And so I saw that certainly, and I can definitely model that. So I was really surprised when I didn't go into that in my pregnancy. But I think part of it is because my husband always shows up for me. So I didn't have any like unconscious resentments, right? Where you're like, you didn't show up for me and I need to hold the business together or you didn't show up for this. So now I'm going to pay you back by making your life miserable during my pregnancy because now I can't. Like, how could anyone not say no to a pregnant woman? And then the same is true for postpartum. So I think that's why our flow was relatively, of course, you have your hiccups. I didn't journal on it, so I could tell you more stories. But but overall, so the journey was like relatively smooth because I think the foundation was there. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like really trusting the Love masculine and not having any unconscious emotional baggage of like him letting you down or not really trusting his own masculinity. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think that's such a aim that so many women have in terms of the dream order of fall in love and establish the foundation, then have the baby. And you can see it really getting played out in your story really beautifully. So I think it's just such a beautiful thing for us all to be able to witness. I know for me and Sammy, like we didn't have that, what would you call it? The we didn't have that runway. Like we just, we got together and we got pregnant. It was crazy. And, but everything that you're talking about, we did during the pregnancy. We were like, okay, we got to set this foundation. Let's go. And so that became our everything. We even moved to LA where we didn't have friends just so we could like hone in on just him and I. And so I think with what, wherever you're starting the pregnancy journey, this would be for new moms or expecting moms. It would be like, Today's the best day to start. <laughs> Just start now because I think it could be easy to start to hold resentment and things like what you're talking about. I know I experienced that in the beginning of, preg- of my pregnancy and there was a shift that happened that where I was like, we're in this. We're totally going in this direction. And basically we're on a boat. I'm on a boat with Sammy and it's just the two of us in the middle of the sea. So am I going to sit here being angry and resentful and mad and blaming and whatever? Or am I just going to pull it together and use the tools to express when needed, but really create some self-discipline to choose and to make that choice? We're going in this together. We're creating that type of foundation of love and respect and trust and all of those themes. So just want to really highlight that as well as that it's your choice. And as a woman, it can be hard, especially as a pregnant woman, emotions are running wild. Whether you're pregnant or you just had a baby, it is for sure di- more difficult. Like we have to say that we have to give ourselves that like space of grace to allow things to be a little bit messy and chaotic. And still, it's our choice to say, okay, I'm going to use self-discipline to show up in love, to show up in in my leadership, to show up in trusting the masculine and moving through all this stuff as it comes. Hundred percent, and I know you and I were both in this boat together of surrender, right? Because yeah, it's saying okay, we got pregnant at that time, and like from that point on, it's like you and God in a way, right? So it's it's okay, like this is makes sense. This timing is perfect, and so even when like concerns come up, right, to be like what what kind of dad is really going to be, or am I going to be the kind of mom that my mom was or whatever, all those like fears that we have and how it's co-sleeping going to go and all these things. And how do I make sure I'm not projecting onto the baby a bit, but I let her have her own experience and not that I'm controlling or planning at all. Like, I totally. thought about her nervous system development from the first month that I was pregnant. We're so funny. We women were like, worry about things that yeah. usually the whole list. Let me worry about all of them right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so what else can I do? What other healing can I do? And what else can I pray yeah. for? What else can I work out by workouts? Or And so, yeah, so that was like a really big piece for me was just like this whole piece of surrender. I don't even know why, but I think it was because I was never sure if I, if I should be a mom or would be a good mom. Or there was always this really like interesting dynamic right but yeah we went to a marriage getaway 
Go ahead. I think it's always like whether you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a mom or for me, I was like, I know I'm going to be a mom and I know I want to be a mom, but I'm not sure about this timing. (laughs) There's always going to be something that we're unsure of, even if there's a piece that's sure. So it's okay. What are we going to do with that unsureness? Are you going to sit with it and put a microscope over it? I know that's what I did in the beginning (laughs) before I was like, Ray, maybe you need a new strategy. Yeah. A different tool than just like, keep analyzing the issue. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, and for me, it was like from the get go, like, how can I weave that into helping my women trust themselves more or to relate to their child more or things like that? Because I could talk to them more from the standpoint of you were one month old and your dad left you or whatever, right? So I'm like, look, I know because I have a one month old right now and I can already track what that would do to our nervous system. So right. for us to be like, oh, yeah. My dad left when I mean, I was like a couple months old, so I don't really remember him. I don't know. I back to differ. And I think the other piece also is about the surrender piece. It's actually like you and I talked, but my birth story, essentially, the message was really like, don't outsource your authority, right? Because I had a certain feeling of my body and where the situation wanted to go and things were moving actually much faster. But then I outsourced it to my midwife and they're like, oh, okay, this said it has to feel this way and this thing. and it's interesting, like, where else are we doing that in our life, right? Where our bodies actually like, okay, so you've been praying for a smooth birth. You've been praying for clear signs. Like, you've been praying for all of this stuff, right? And then you get it. And then you're like, let me come. Oh, my midwife is saying I need to do this. Oh, my midwife. Check in with to... someone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, God's like, um, I gave you exactly what you wanted. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes I wonder if Ross keeps telling me like, mom. I was waiting. You know what I mean? I'm like, chop. You know what I mean? I'm ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you need 39 hours to work your crap out with your family entanglement and your old cellular memories and like your old living beliefs. You know what I mean? Seriously. Oh my gosh. To wrap up this conversation, so many amazing points here. To wrap it up, I would love for you, if you would be open to it, to share a blessing or a prayer. For any expecting moms, desiring to be moms, women, any new moms, or maybe even moms that have kids already and they're growing or they're older, could you say a prayer or a blessing out to all the moms here in in your way? We want the Antia Mama blessing. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Thank you, Lord, for putting your hand over all those incredible women who are listening to this right now. Because, Lord, you have brought them to this podcast because their desire is like so passionate and there's such a desire to have a baby or like to know what to do with this baby that they're now carrying in their womb. And Lord God, like I just really pray that the women find their guidance and their own internal trust inside of themselves and that they find the right rhythm between themselves and the baby. And this could even be if they haven't conceived yet and that's their, that's what they want to do, like to, to connect with the baby in a supernatural way and just get a feeling, get a dream. So I pray that they get a sign. And if the baby is already conceived, like for the mom to develop such a beautiful like connection that is supernatural, that come that surpasses like human understanding and allow her to soften even more into her trusting herself and trusting the baby and really deciding the decisions that 
what's important for her and the baby, like whether it's like how she wants the birth to go or whether she wants to breastfeed or whatever it is, like whether she co-sleep or not, or and just allow her to find like, such a peace of mind, like in this journey. And so I just like really cover the womb, but I also feel like I want to cut off like some old like curses and stories from the past. If there's like any stories around miscarriage or like hard labor or anything like that, like I'm just like cutting that off like right now in Jesus name. And we're just really filling up your body with the light, the life and the love of God, because that's the only thing that's true. So we seal this prayer. As we seal your womb as well, if you have conceived, if you haven't conceived, we're opening your womb. Yeah. And if you already have your precious baby girl, then just opening up the, your connection to God in a supernatural in such a way and like giving yourself grace in moments of chaos and leaning fully into the, and God's wisdom in that recalibration process. So in Jesus' name, we pray for all of that to come together. And so it is. Amen. And so it is. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Auntie, for sharing all of your wisdom, all of these gems. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Hey, mamas. That's a wrap for another epic episode on Miracle Moment, the new mommy season. Catch me on the internet at Ray Ireland sharing this wild mamapreneur life. And don't forget to check out www.rayireland.com slash freebies for all the resources and support while building your soul-aligned business. Are you feeling the miracles coming your way? Stay blessed, ride this miracle vibe all day long, and remember, it's all about the journey. Catch you on the next episode.